0: They're, they're your best friends that you sat down and planned out your whole life with before you took physical form. Magic is the closest word I can come up with in, in the English language as to what happens when you say their name the first time, even if it's not quote unquote right. It's they, when they speak it, like I said one earlier, their language is very tonal, very musical. It's very, you know, it's a lot like chanting. Say it the way that feels right to you. You got to accentuate the positive I feel good A little bit of feel
1: good goes a long way You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? if you
0: feel like that's what you
1: want to do Hello, and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Always great to be with you again. And if you're liking the shows, please remember to share them and press that like button and leave a comment. If you can't leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to, send me an email. Let me know what you think about the show. So if you want to share your experiences with me, send me an email as well. Well, we have the angels with us today <laughs> with Susan Walters. Welcome to the show, Susan.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. I feel (laughs) blessed.
1: (laughs) Let me tell you a little bit about Susan. After a couple of near-death experiences as a child, Susan regained the ability to see into the angelic realms and other dimensions, allowing her to perceive angels in their pure light form. She uses this ability to draw angel portraits and relay messages and insights from the angelics. Susan is an intuitive visionary artist, author of the Solfeggio Mandala Activation Guides and Meditation Decks. So the decks are card decks, are they, Susan? Yes.
0: Yes, they are.
1: Mm -hmm. Assisting us to realign with our original blueprint. She also creates healing art with a conscious heart from her visions during meditation this is her way of connecting with the divine to assist humanity, recognize the divine within ourselves and each other. And your website is susanwaltersart.com. So a couple of near-death experiences when you were young. Do you want to tell us about that?
0: Uh, those happened when I, um, first one, I was four. The second one, I was only six. The most vivid part of the experiences um, in what causes, I was actually, you know, going through life-saving surgeries at the time, but um, I remember just kind of walking into these, the most beautiful garden you can imagine with, you know, just wildflowers everywhere, Um, a lot of, a lot of animals were running around, um, and I think part of that was I actually grew up on a farm in Iowa. So yeah, I was used to uh, animals being around everywhere. But um, And then there were these three beings underneath um, one particular tree. And the, the trees were just, they were much bigger than I was used to. Um, I would equate them now that I've seen pictures of the redwoods, um, I would you know, equate them to the trees similar to that, at least in size. Um, but there are three beings underneath one of these, one of the trees. And, um, they introduced themselves as being some of my personal angels, some, um, some of my angelic support. Um, and then from there, I just, because I was used to, um, you know, on the farm, if there was a nest of baby snakes or rabbits or mice or whatever I'd find them. And I would find their nest and I just gently play with them and then put them back in the nest where they were found. And they asked me if I wanted to see the world through the eyes of the animals. So I just kind of went from one animal to the next, to the next, to the next. And then I'm, you know, I'm actually then swimming um, in a very large um, mammal. I think it was probably something like a blue whale. But, um, and then all of a sudden I wasn't swimming in water anymore. I was swimming in space. And then I was shown like this massive light and out of that light came that, you know what felt physically like a wind. And, And then all these beings, came out of there and I was shown that I was actually one of these beings so it was like the exhale of the creator when all the you know enough, many 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 souls were created and I was shown where yeah you know, a lot of the beings those were moving to the angelic realms but me and two other beings were pulled aside together and asked to become and I do not fully understand what this term means yet i'm still kind of wrapping my head around that um, asked to become planet creators and we were shown what would happen almost on it was like a computer screen very similar anyway but without the keyboard um what the world would be like if we did and what it would be like things would how things would transpire if we did not The other two beings went to the angelic realms. I obviously didn't. Um, And then the next thing I know, I'm waking up in the hospital room with one of my grandmothers sitting there reading a National Geographic. And on the front of it is the Giza Plateau. And I just, and she didn't even know I was awake yet. And I just looked at her and asked her, I was like, well, where's the rest of them? And she just kind of looked at me funny, and I said, "There's more." And I just kept insisting there were more pyramids, <laughs> which oddly enough, they now discovered there are more pyramids that were destroyed at some point on the Giza plateau. They're smaller ones, but they were, but there was more of them. I I thought that little part was kind of interesting. But anyway, after after the experience, I just I could see my angels all the time. Um, didn't do very well, you know, with the vocabulary of, you know, of a child explaining that to my parents. So after a while, um, I was told by my dad to um, quit telling those stories. So I just quit talking about it. I didn't quit seeing them or quit experiencing anything. I just quit talking about it. And I was well into my 30s again before I started talking about what I was seeing. And that's pretty much when things started happening as far as being able to see more than just my own angels, started seeing everybody else's. At the time, I had two teenage boys and two toddlers. So I wasn't in the least bit <laughs> busy. But um, the first thing, is, you know, as soon as I was able, I sat down in meditation, just kind of going, Why me? What am I supposed to do with this? You know, questions that any of us would ask. And they were very insistent that I either paint or draw them, you know, in some way. And I was like, I don't even know how to do that. You know, and the fact that I had, you know, four kids. So I was like, I argued for like six months. Um, And I don't know if you've ever tried to argue with angels. It doesn't go very well. They tend to be very insistent, but that's when I started then um, the process of drawing, finding a way to um, draw what I was seeing.
1: You said you were four, four and five, right? When you had your four and six, four and Mm -hmm. six, what happened to you to make that happen?
0: Um, I actually have ruptured hernias
1: Mm.
0: on both occasions. Um, Yeah. As a small child, I had a number of health issues. Okay. And, uh,
1: um, and so you had the NDE when you were in the operation like when you'd left uh-huh, yeah oh,
0: um, one of them I do remember still being at home and on the couch mm-hmm. and underneath a very heavy blanket and in rural Iowa at the time doctors actually still came to the house and I, I remember seeing the doctor and then all of a sudden yeah, him and my parents went to the next room to discuss like what if I was going to go to University of Iowa or the local hospital or where I was going to go and I'm up in the corner of the room looking down on them watching them make this decision and then and then the next thing I know I'm off yeah in this garden
1: beautiful and you said that you the angels asked you to look through the eyes of the animals you were looking through the eyes of the animals what was that like like what 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 was that
0: experience like it was a very different perspective number one and then it's like colors were different um even as like it's like because I think the shape of the eyes were different it's like some things at least to me felt somewhat distorted Because their eyes function differently than ours.
1: You look through the eyes of a whale, but what what other animals?
0: Um, I think the very first one was a snake because, Mm -hmm. you know, it was very much in the grass. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the net, I believe, then it was a rabbit. um, And then there was a bird, some couple of different kinds of birds in there as well
1: wow so you yeah some of some of
0: that part of my experience is, isn't quite a bit fuzzy as detailed mm-hmm. as the later part of it
1: oh okay in so my I'm, memory i'm just thinking um i can visualize it as you're talking about it like you got the perspective of being low and everything was big like a snake and then being above above you know like a bird looking mm-hmm. down and and then being gigantic in the ocean and yeah so they were like i just wonder why they were showing you that they sort of why they were showing you that, did they say?
0: Um, no. And I kind of wondered about that myself. And I really, I think part of it was just to occupy me um, with what I could understand. Um, and I know some of the details of, you know, the experience in, you know, when I was swimming in space, you know, it's like, as I grew older, those details kind of slowly came back to me. And especially once I started talking about my experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And when you woke up and you said to your grandmother, where are the rest of the pyramids? Did they show you the pyramids? Did, did they take you back to Egypt what time? Like how, um, no, did they you know did them?
0: not. I how- just I just somehow knew that there were there were more.
1: There were more. And they said to you that we must
0: become planet creators, right? Is that the message? That, uh-huh, they- that I would, yeah, they, I was asked to become a planet creator and I'm still trying to figure out really what that fully even means. Well, that's
1: the question uh, I have for you. What does that fully mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, you know, from what I've continued to, you know, kind of piece things together, like all of us do in our lives and what what our true meanings are and what our true purposes are. These mandalas, the Salfagio mandalas that I've created have a great deal to do with that. In what way do you think? It's almost like, because I know the mandalas, you know, I'm drawing them as a 2D object, but they're actually 3D objects. Um, so it, I think it has something to do with grids. Um, and either healing, you know, healing the grid, healing grids that are here, um, creating new ones, yeah, you know, things like that. Um, I hope that makes some sort of sense because I'm still figuring it out.
1: Do you think that you'll construct them in a more 3D way, like create models of the mandalas? Um,
0: I, because I get visions of them. Mm-hmm. Um, when i'm in the dream and meditation state i think i am Mm -hmm. creating them what you know when i'm because i think a lot of us do different tasks when we're in that particularly in dream state and it's what some of us are capable doing it in meditation sometimes too
1: yeah so you call them the angels are you sure that they are the angelic realm or are they light beings from another dimension or another planet? Like yeah. what, what are the angels to you? Exactly. Like your angels. To anyway.
0: me, they are interdimensional beings made of pure light and some of them. Yeah. And I think of dimensions as faster, slower, not higher, lower. Cause I think that is, I think faster, slower is really more accurate. But um, some of them, some of them are able to function at even faster frequencies than others. And that's, yeah, some, it's like some work on, you know, different dimensions than others do. And they, they really do not understand time very well.
1: Did they explain to you exactly who they are and why they're in your life? Like, did they say
0: Um, They have shown me that everybody has personal ones that are here to kind of keep us on track as to the things that we want to experience, learn, and accomplish in this lifetime. We do have one that's referred to as the main guardian angel. Um, They showed themselves to me um, as having some sort of breastplate, like armor, Um, And that particular angel has been with you, not just this particular lifetime, but all of your lifetimes in physical form. And that may not always be just on earth from what I understand. Um, But everybody has minimum three angels with them. Um, But so the others that are with you could they could be with you multiple lifetimes and may only be with you one lifetime, but they stay with you throughout your physical life, you know, while you're still in physical form. It is like between lifetimes that those, you know, those transitions may or may not take place.
1: And what do you think their main message is to humanity apart from creating the mandalas and, you know, creating planets, what is, What is the message that they're giving you? What are you
0: bringing through? I I think the most important thing that they try to teach us is that separation is an illusion. They really are. We are truly all connected. Um, And therefore, we need to truly learn to love and accept each other for who we are and understand that, you know, yeah, and an easy way to explain this would be, you know, just to think of, you know, school grades and school levels of schooling and education as, as it is in our society now. It's like, you know, we may be, you know, working on our master's degree, but there's somebody else that's just in kindergarten and they're just starting their journey. Yeah, so, you know, to help each other out along that. Yeah, you know, and understand that we all have are coming from different places and different perspectives.
1: Did they show you other
0: realms, other planets, other beings? Um, in my near near death experience, they did not. Um, but in meditations and different things, they have shown me different things. And sometimes I wonder if it's different lifetimes that I've experienced in different places or even different places in evolution on this particular planet. Because I believe there have been societies even on this planet that, you know, in our, what we would think of as history that were far more advanced than we are at this time. You know, they may not have had the computers and things like we do, but they had different types of technology that, you know, maybe worked with the planet more than we are right now.
1: You said that the angels asked you to draw them and you argued with them. And you said, you know, if you're ever arguing with angels, have you ever argued with angels? You didn't want to do it. What made you change your mind?
0: They were just very, very persistent um, with that and just wouldn't give up. And that I was, you know, the person that they, they wanted to help people connect with that angelic realm because they They were insistent that I have some sort of connection to the angelic realms myself. Still trying to understand what that means. But yeah, and then I, it took me a while to figure out what medium to use because I see them so transparent because it's kind of like seeing that ray of sunshine that comes down between the clouds. So I tried to do, you know, paint them with watercolor first and very quickly learned that watercolor is probably one of the most difficult mediums there is. Um, And then I switched to pastels because I liked how easy the colors would blend with each other. Um, So I drew them with the pastels on actually very large paper like 18 by 24 for several years. Um, and but I just wasn't getting the detail that I would sometimes see. And my skills with pastels were just they were adequate. Let's put it that way. But uh, so then I switched to color pencil and was and and then to much smaller paper to uh, nine by twelve. And those are standard size papers, but interestingly enough, they you know, cause angels do things in threes a lot. So they really wanted even the paper to be numbers that were divisible by three. They don't do everything in threes, but a great deal. Even the, uh, the self frequencies. There is one set that's referred to as the angelic set. And those are the triple digits, the one, 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 two, 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 and three, 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 that so many of us are seeing at this time. And it was in, it was, was it, 97 was when I started seeing um, not just my own angels, but everybody else's. And the very first time I really noticed it was at the grocery store. Cause at the time I was a stay at home mom. So yeah, I wasn't out and about among people a lot that uh, I noticed I wasn't, yeah, you know, I was seeing non- only my angels, but everybody else's. And when angels are in their full form or they usually show themselves to be anywhere from 15, 18, sometimes even 21 feet tall. Um, so it was a little overwhelming. So that, first, you know, I literally stopped what I was doing, left the cart in the middle of the grocery aisle, turned around, went back home. Which, yeah, packing up, um, you know, the two older boys would have been in school, but uh, the two, packing up two toddlers and doing stuff like that was not easy. Because <laughs> they were very, you know, normal toddlers, very rambunctious, little boy and little girl.
1: For people that don't know, what is solfeggio mandala?
0: Solfeggio. solfegio
1: okay. I'm saying it wrong. solfegio mm-hmm. mandala.
0: They are very specific Hertz frequencies. They are all based on Pythagorean math. Um, so there's quite a bit of science, you know, on you know backing these these up, and they were used in you know even in the church, the Catholic Church, up until the 1600s when they were lost because people were having experiences and the church couldn't control those experiences you know they were used in the gregorian chants at the time and even these stradivarius instruments were actually built to play these frequencies because they you go into some of the ancient stories from india to native american to you know egypt they all speak about how important sound and music is and they talk about our universe being sung into existence and many of us believe that these are the frequencies used to sing our universe into existence and that's why when nasa has even gone into space um, and they found that different spheres different planets moons they all put off a frequency these frequencies that they have recorded are all self frequencies. And they're all three digit numbers. They always add up to three, six or nine. Yeah, and you go into, there's nine sets of nine frequencies and I have created a mandala for all nine sets. So a total of 81 mandalas. But um, each, each, you know, you get into that, like the earthly one, um, The most popular one that most people are familiar with is 528. Well, the next one in this series is 639. It's always, not always, but it's usually, yeah, 111. Yeah, you add 111 and then you have the next frequency. Um, There are some usually, and it's usually when the last digit is nine, then it's 21 to the next one.
1: This is them explaining how to, uh create planets you know like become a planet creator mm-hmm. through... it's
0: part of the process yeah
1: part of the process And
0: through... i do have a group that support me with doing this work um and they call themselves the guardians of this south Asia
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they are tend to be very prominent on planets when it's going through the transition like we are right now of um The end of the 20, what's called the great year, the 20, it's not exactly 26,000, but it's approximately that, Um, you know, when we go from one age to the next, um, they play a major role in that somehow by using different ways, you know, to portray frequency.
1: Beautiful. So you're representing sound in art, basically.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cymatics. Yeah. You know, the people that have taken, you know, or that take a speaker and then put a sheet of metal on top of it. And then they'll sprinkle like, um, white, you know, salt on top of that and then play a tone and then these geometric patterns come out. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I'm doing that, but you know, with mandalas and taking it out multiple levels.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. So shall we have a look at some of your art? Sure. This is from your website. hmm And what are um, we looking at here?
0: Yeah, these are a number of the archangels and different beings I've seen in angelic form. Um, you'll see, yes, I've had Jesus and Mary Magdalene, Mary, Mother Mary, and Joseph come to me as well. Um, one of my favorites is Archangel Melchizedek. Um Gaia, the being that was, you know, holding that office of Gaia, um, came to me at one point. Um, let's pull that one up even bigger. That's one of my, yeah. I really love the details in that one. Of the, you know, the branches, you know, and leaves are like the wings, and the waters of the ocean are almost like hair. And then, in like what looks similar to a cape, is like a map of the world up of the earth. So it comes to
1: you in in light form, and then you have to interpret it to put right. it on paper in, mm-hmm. in in form form in some sort of, you know. So it looks, yeah. You've so this is your interpretation of yeah. Because yeah, normally
0: when I have learned to turn the volume down a little bit where I see them in like spheres of color that's just constantly moving, kind of like a snow globe full of glitter. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I set with someone or a particular archangel has come to me asking, and has asked me to draw them, then they take shape and define color for me. Um, But almost every single time I've seen them, their arms are outstretched like that as if they're ready to um, exchange energy or embrace in some way if you need that. Mm -hmm. Um, Once in a while, I'll have one like they're reaching their hand out to hand you something, to share something with you. So
1: as they come through, do they bring a message? Like did Gaia bring you a message? What did she say to you?
0: Um, A lot of times they don't because. Even when they, when they speak, their, their language is frequency.
1: Yeah. So it really
0: sounds very, very musical.
1: Musical. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. And and when they do speak words is, you know, um, it's almost, it sounds a great deal like chanting. Mm -hmm.
1: Beautiful. Um.
0: And then the sub ma, sulphagio mandalas we were talking about. Yeah, here's um, the angelic salfagio frequencies and the mandalas for each of them.
1: These are the sulfagio mandalas. Sulfagio mandalas. Correct. Yeah, these are
0: from this, this particular ones are from the angelic sulphagio frequencies. Beautiful. The different sets um, are the Earthly, and this is just the order I did them in. that has nothing else to do with them. Just um, I did the Earthly first, because um, those are the most widely known and used. Um, angelic, and then the, the Universal, Natural, Divine, and then the Pleiadian, Orion, Cygnus, and Sirius sets are for um, particularly focusing on helping people that are different starseeds groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there there are some frequencies out there referred to as whole tones that they do still add up to the three, six and nine like the self do, but they're not, the specific self-agio frequencies, but they are what's considered whole tones and can still be very, very healing. And I have started um, doing some mandalas for some of those as well. Um, And as of right now, this particular, I've completed eight of the nine in this particular set. And these are the frequencies that will are to help bring us to help us bring the 5d to, to us. It's just like not, we're, it's not someplace we're going to, it's someplace we're bringing to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of pe- your f- people are very familiar with the, oh. you know, the biblical phrase of 144,000 way showers, uh, I believe that is actually a frequency of, you know, and 144 was the first one of that particular set that I did. Um, wow. And then just, you know, uh, continuing the, the 111. So then, you know, next one's 255 and, and on up. Okay. I'm in the process right now do, of creating the line drawing for um, for the, the last one in this particular series.
1: So apart from people looking at the mandalas or feeling the frequency of them and knowing what they want to do with them, Do you create instructions to how people can utilize, you know, if they purchase them or if they look at them on your website, how they can utilize the frequencies or the energy? Um,
0: I have created um, coloring books. So um, that can be a type of meditation. Um, And then I have also um, created the, um, the decks. Am I still on screen share? You're still on screen share. Yep. Okay. Let's take that off and then I'll show you what I'm talking about. So I have created a set of like cards. So they're easier to, to work with But Um, I've used, um, my favorite ways are to like set a glass of water on top of them to charge the water or herbs or essential oils. Um, I've held them to my body during meditation. Um, I've put them in my pillow at night. Um, I have found by using more than one at, one at a time, usually it you know is a little too much energy. So it, when sleeping, just one at a time, mm-hmm. um, I've put them under a massage table when doing energy work with people. Um, I've found more than with most people, more than three is too much at any one time but um, those are the main ways that I use them. But the water I think is the one I use the most. Um, I have just a little while ago started doing what I call soul growth readings with the deck. So it's, it's kind of a lot of information about where your soul journey has been and where you're going and things you can do to you know, understand who you are on another, in another way as well as tools to what you can, things you can do to help progress at this time.
1: And have you had any effects from using them? Like if you seen cuts heal instantly or you know, um, had, had a desire that you couldn't and then you use the mandala and then bang, it came through like anything like that? Like
0: have, have there been any effects? I can't say anything about cuts. I can say um, I've seen bruises Bruises that I've had, you know, heal up um, very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, even really, you know, ones that are so dark purple, they're almost black. <laughs> so, you know, like even, um, t- I just bought a house a, about a year ago, a little house. Um, so, you know, anytime you go through a move and moving a lot of stuff around, you've set too many boxes on your hips, you end up with a great big bruise on your hip. And I did. And, um, I yeah it was 5 to 528 which is the frequency for DNA healing Um, I use that and normally a bruise like that you know would take several weeks to heal
1: Mm -hmm. and it was
0: gone in about three or four days
1: yeah beautiful and how else have the angels helped you when you've called out to them apart from giving you all this information to give to humanity,
0: <laughs> for you personally. Um, actually, you yeah, um, I'm going to give you a story about an angel portrait that I did several years ago. And it was at a small metaphysical fair. And this girl, young girl came up to me to have a range of portrait done. And to be honest, I almost said no. I was actually started to say no. that I, I And the reason I wasn't going to do it was because I could tell she was still under the influence of something. I know what I wasn't sure at the time. But her angels came forward and were very insistent that it be done. So I, I drew her portrait and really didn't think anything of it until about a year and a half later. I was back at the same location at the same little fair. And this a young girl comes up to me and i didn't even recognize her at first and she starts telling me how after her she had her angel portrait done then literally the next day she moved out of the house that she was living in she quit doing drugs she stopped hanging around with all the you know the people that were not a good influence to, you know, in her life and within, I think it was within a month or so, she had signed up and was taking classes at the local community college. So she totally turned her life around. And the whole time she's telling me this, there's a young man is standing behind her just grinning from ear to ear. And then she finally gets to the end, she tells me he had proposed to her the night before. And they had never would have even met if she hadn't cleaned up her life she actually they actually met um, at the community college in in class oh that's
1: such a beautiful story (laughs) yeah
0: that's so lovely oh not everybody has that big of an impact in their life but sometimes we just need one person to see the value in us
1: yes sometimes we just need one person to see the value in us absolutely And, um, yeah, it's interesting how your judgment kicked in and because she was under the influence, you were kind of like, nah, I'm not going to do this. Like that's the human, that's the human judgment, isn't it? That's what we do. We see people. Uh
0: Yeah. Even I, yeah, I was doing that.
1: Yeah. We see people suffering and struggling and we go into our human criticism and judgment but they're the very people that need it the most right the the people right. that are drunk or out of it or angry or frustrated they're the people that are needing the help and the angels knew that so i'm glad you listened to them
0: <laughs> any other stories like that i had several people come back to me afterwards and go okay they quit they've started talking to me now can you can we shut them off <laughs> Because so, sometimes you get them, yeah, you do get them talking and it's, yeah, they're like people. Yeah. Some of them are more talkative than others. They don't understand time very well. So if you are asking them for help with something and there is time, a time frame involved, please give them month, day and year. Yeah. And if, you yeah, know, if you're asking them, you know, when something's going to happen, Well, they're probably going to tell you soon, but what "soon" means to us and what "soon" means to them are two totally different things.
1: Well, it's interesting when you said that they started laughing and they said, (laughs) "We don't understand time very well. Who do you think created time?" They said, "You don't understand time very well. You, being humans, don't understand." Yeah, and that maybe that's. And I said to them, "What do you mean by that?" And they said. Well, you don't understand that t- it's not about time. It's about alignment of energy. It, you know, when you're asking for something, it's not about how long is it going to be or when is it going to be? It's about when are you aligned with that particular timeline or frequency or manifestation when you align your vibration that's when it happens so that's why healings can be instant or they can like take lifetimes Yeah, you
0: know, because you yeah, don't what, ever... what we understand of time and what they understand are two different things Yeah, two different things that's a much better way of putting that, that they're
1: yeah. saying there's no such thing as time in reality there is just vibrational alignment yeah if i yeah. the vibration that you're asking for yeah, mm-hmm. so to, to go into that sort of teaching of deliberate creation, that place of allowing, most people when they're asking for stuff are not in a place of allowing, including healing. But when you're going to somebody that you really trust, like a healer or a doctor, and you and you put their, your faith in them that, yeah, they can fix me, then you're in that alignment of like all is well. you know. When mm-hmm. you, and, um, and so in that alignment, you have uh, the ability of healing. So I'm asking them how the mandalas help in that alignment. Like, how do they? They're laughing. I'm going to pose that question to you. How do the mandalas help in manifesting stuff,
0: like, and aligning our energy? And they can help us reconnect with our original blueprint. And what does that mean exactly? I understand. I take that as being helping us align with our original blueprint of who we were intended to be and who, you know, not, because the first thing that influences us in our lifetime, in our society now is like what's expected of us from, from school, from work, from, you know, relationships, family members, you know, we're expected to be one thing, but I think, you know, we need to realign with our original blueprint of who we, how, who we intend to be who we're meant to be, you know, to discover what, you know, why we're here and what our true purpose is and help us understand that we are capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for.
1: It would be like saying it would be more in alignment with your soul's plan because you had an intention when you come to earth, like I'm going to experience this, I'm going to learn about that. I'm going to teach this. I'm, you know, you've got some plan, some, and then we get lost along the way. We get conditioned and we believe our stressful thoughts. And then we believe we're something we're not and not good enough. Can't do this. I'm not talented. I'm not this. I'm not that. So you're saying that, yeah, it's more alignment in the intention you came forth with and what you wanted to experience, which doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mean that everything's going to be rosy because often you choose to experience things and the contrast has to happen in order for you to experience it. Like if you want to experience the quality of um, love called forgiveness then someone has to do something to you awful so that you can forgive them, right?
0: Right. And it's like when we're learning our lessons, it's like they help line up the situations so that we can learn those lessons. And that's like the very first time they give us that opportunity. Yeah, it's easy to do. But if we don't get it, then then each time after that gets more and more and more difficult. So sometimes we feel like we've got hit upside the head with a clue by four. They're here to help us. And a lot of times we need to, and we're not very good at this as humans, is asking. Talk to your angels.
1: What would you say would be the best way to talk to the angelic realm from your understanding?
0: Um, I talk to them just like they're friends because they are. They're your best friends that you sat down and planned out your whole life with before you took physical form. There's times where I've written letters, where I've sat down with a journal and all I'd write in that particular um, little journal book was letters and things to them. And Sometimes it was just doing that brain dump where you let go of everything. Yeah, and other times it was helping, you know, helping me figure out what I even wanted to create and manifest in my life. Talk to them like they're friends because they are. Um, yeah, and a lot of times I know I don't always refer to them by names. Um I'll, give me a minute and I'll tell you all about the names, but um well, no, their names, their true names would take us. 15 to 20 minutes to say. And because we need something shorter than that as humans, they'd spell for me a piece of that. And then the pronunciation is what feels right to you. There's no right or wrong. If you want to abbreviate that further, it's okay too. Um, And the only things they're adamant about is I am never to pronounce anybody else's angel's name for them because it's, Magic is the closest word I can come up with in in the English language as to what happens when you say their name the first time, even if it's not quote unquote right. Um, Because when they speak it, like I said one earlier, their language is very tonal, very musical. It's very, you know, it's a lot like chanting. But, uh, you know, say it the way that feels right to you. Did your specific
1: guardian angels or um, your angels give you names? Did
0: they give you? Um, some of them have. Most of them have. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, yeah, they're like people. Some are more talkative and more forthcoming than others are. Um, some have refused to speak English. Yeah, it's a, um, and sometimes finding a translator is not that easy. <laughs> um some of them that, that don't like to use the english language will use pictures mm-hmm. um, so then it's interpreting what that picture means just like you know, just like that you know uh, somebody that's a tarot reader into trying to interpret the, you know the pictures and the ducks Yeah. You know. yeah exactly so how old are your children now um they're all now they're between the ages of 30 and 40 and I'm also a grandmother now as well
1: oh wow I was going to say how did they um because you said that they were young when this started happening or, or um yeah
0: the, the my two older boys were in their teens and then my okay. two younger ones were toddlers
1: oh okay um also oh, you've got four boys we got four boys
0: uh no three boys and one girl oh my baby at- is my and do they, are they on board with you with this? Um, some are more understanding than others. My daughter, the youngest, is actually um, starting to come into her own right now. Okay.
1: She's starting to. Um, and discovering her abilities. Her, and she's getting images and downloads and messages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. She's starting messages and things and deciding what, uh, you know, how she wants to use her gifts.
1: Okay. And does she ask for, you know, counsel, like um, what, what do you reckon? Mama? We, have, she...
0: we have talked about a number of things. Um, the other day I took her and bought her, her first row deck. She is interested, very interested in astrology. Um, so deciding, you, you know, if she wants to study under somebody or just kind of study on her own or what she wants to do and, um, And she's very interested in some of the um, Wiccan tradition right now.
1: Uh, Interesting. So why did you buy her a tarot deck and not give her your deck
0: to work with? She's not ready yet. Okay. And to be honest, I don't even know how to teach somebody else to use my deck at this point. I'm, yeah. It's, you know, it's not an easy deck to work with as far as doing readings with. And it's not the deck for what's going on with the job, what's going on with the boyfriend. That's not, you know, it's not the type of information that comes through.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Those are still the most predominant type of questions that people have when they go for a tarot reading.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I worked with a psychic when I first started this on radio and she said to me that she was so bored because everyone asks the same question, money, love, and career. Basically that's it. Yeah. Like when's the money coming? When's the love coming the next job or sometimes moving the new house? Like where am I supposed to live? And it just seems to be, yeah, it just seems to be the common questions that everyone asks. Yeah. So uh, do people ask
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah because at the end of the day we're all still like okay i still need to pay my bills i still need to go to the grocery store how does this relate to my day-to-day life
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah Which your questions you can ask your angels directly really i think that teaching yes. people teaching people how to have that access you know to their own mm-hmm. inner guidance uh saves them a lot of time and money in reaching out to tarot card readers
0: <laughs> yeah because we all have the ability we exactly. just need to learn how to use it. Yeah. You know, we have to be passionate enough about it to take the time to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, even you know, even an athlete like Michael, Michael Jordan, for example, just because you know somebody everybody's familiar with, he had he was passionate about basketball, but he had to still had to practice and learn the tools. Yeah, you know, learn to use his body to be able to accomplish what he wanted to with it. Mm -hmm. yeah it yeah and i think it's that way with any ability you have to be passionate enough to practice Mm, exactly
1: well darling it's been beautiful to chat with you today any last messages from the angelic realm that they want to leave with people listening and watching and for those listening uh, you'll have to go to see um, Susan's Beautiful Art on either YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey. It's uploaded to all those platforms. I'm trying to find an audience on Odyssey and Rumble. Uh, yeah, just sort of, I diversified after the censorship on all the major platforms. And uh, But this is on a slew of audio platforms. Probably we have more audio listeners than we do um, people watching the videos these days. But um, yeah, you'll have to go to the video sites or go to my website you'll see the, all the sites there if you put in susan's name on my website you'll see it there current swain.com slash susan you'll see all the podcast the video podcasts there so yeah any last messages from the angelic realm susan
0: please take care of yourself honor the temple that you have been given if you're not already doing a meditation practice please begin one that is one of the most important tools we can use to discover who we are. And I think that's one of the most important things we can be doing at this time is discovering who we truly are and how we are connected to the universe. Beautiful, thank you.
1: Just move your head so we can
0: see that beautiful piece of art behind you. Oh, the big one behind me? Yeah, that's gorgeous. Who is that? What is that? Um, that's my interpretation of the Tibetan light body. Oh wow. Yeah, that is exquisite. I love it.
1: The Tibetan, why, why specifically Tibetan light body?
0: Um, well, it's how it's portrayed portrayed in the Tibetan tradition when um you know when they ascend, when they choose, you know, choose to leave their body. Um, and the light that radiates then from the body when that tra- transition takes place.
1: Mm, beautiful. Thank you again for coming on the show. It's been gorgeous oh, to hang out with you in the angels today.
0: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
1: How beautiful to hang out with the angels today. <laughs> the angelic realm. Her um, art is exquisite, isn't it? Again, for those people listening on audio, you'll have to go check it out on one of the um, video sites. Uh, I've been quite liking Odyssey, actually. It's a little clunkier than Rumble, but they keep improving the quality, the functioning quality all the time uh but i think the ceo is a new zealand guy anyway it's it's a nice it's a nice platform there's a there's a slew of uh video platforms out there now god there's Brighty on there's so many and every time i see a new one i've got a note of all the new ones popping up but you know over the last couple of years with the um censorship happening on the major platforms these new platforms you know came forward they're probably already there but they weren't doing very well but uh yeah, they just they started to expand exponentially. Um, it's nice to have a variety and not have someone monopol- monopolize the market's monopoly. But um, the thing about the monopoly of the market is it usually functions the best. You know, like the search engines and the video platforms, they usually have the best function. The new ones sort of catch up to the tech. Anyway, it's all the money behind it. But how do you use the angels in your life? Are you speaking to your angel team or the archangels? I had Kate Raymond on the show. I've had her on the show a couple of times in the Palladian Awakening, which is also on my on the platforms, speaking about how to talk to the angels and utilize them and um, you know, ask for specific things. We have to remember that the angels are always there guiding us helping us communicating with us showing us the way all we have to do is ask i think we forget that you know especially when we get sick we think oh how can i help myself how can i heal And we race off to doctors and healers and things i'm always talking to the angels every time i get a pain (laughs) and often they help me heal something instantly And sometimes they don't. Well, often they don't actually. And I say, why, why, why? And they say, well, you have to take personal responsibility. We can't just fix everything for you. You have to take personal responsibility. So clean up your diet, do more exercise, stuff like that, and then we'll help you. And, um, yeah, I find that like even just juicing. I had a juice yesterday. I thought, oh, I'm going to do a bit of a cleanse. And just having one juice made all the difference. I felt, oh, this is really helping. They take, you take that one step towards your own health or benefit to benefit yourself and then they you know really get in there help but they won't fix everything for you because we do have to be responsible for the way we are creating our lives and work within the physical realm which means if you know we're eating and the food we put in our mouth and what we do with our bodies like we can't sit around and just do whatever we like and get the angels to fix everything (laughs) Which is a nice thought, isn't it? Sit on the couch and eat chips all day and just ask the angels to fix our body. <laughs> no, we have to take personal responsibility. They're often telling me that. Anyway, let me know how your angels help you and how the mandala, mandalas spoke to you and the soul feggio. soul. did I get that right? Soul feggio frequencies, my friend. David, who I often speak about, has been listening to the solfeggio frequencies. You can find them on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, um, probably on other platforms as well, and put in the um, solfeggio frequencies, there's a lot of people that have uploaded music uh, that has that high frequency, and you can have it just running in the background as you, you know, cook dinner, clean the house, work in your office, and let that frequency enlighten your crystalline body so you can listen to it look at it you can evoke it with your thoughts and there's many ways that we can um, help ourselves let the angels help ourselves all right i'm not going to say too much more i hope you enjoyed penny kelly i forgot to mention it on other shows that penny was coming up because i'd slotted her in at the last minute i'd forgotten i didn't book her at the beginning of the year in the inner sanctum but we had a great conversation with penny the other day Uh, in the inner sanctum it was live as well uh, on my facebook and youtube channel and i've uploaded it to the other platforms as well rumble and odyssey she's even uploaded it to her she's on odyssey and platform and BitChute and a few different ones she's uploaded that same show so it's everywhere now if you want to watch it again the conversation we had with penny about memories of the future the coming changes and uh the new earth and her experience of the new earth and else did we talk about we talked about density and frequency we talked about 3d 4d 5d dimensional frequencies what happens i thought that was fascinating and people had some great questions so check that out and remember to check out the book awakened by death if you haven't already many angelic blessings to you today big love bye for now